The Wrestling Nerds Radio Network presents... Take a seat and buckle up, folks, because Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn are here to violate your ear holes with more indie wrestling, pop culture, and pee-pee humor than you could possibly mentally or emotionally prepare for. You're here for reviews, interviews, nonsense, and more nonsense. It's the IndieCast! What's up, spooky sluts? It's a frightfully delicious like should be the way episode of the IndieCast. The IndieCast kit. Ooh. Ooh! Why did we design a logo for that? I need I to get right? I need to get Jesse Log on top of uh, designing us an IndieCast kit logo now. Right. That's amazing. So, so yeah, so hey, it's Halloween time. And Ooh. we decided to stop not right. talking about wrestling long enough to talk about <laughs> not Halloween I did, stuff. I did two wrestling interviews the last couple of weeks. We haven't even talked wrestling. I meant wrestling. not talk about AEW and the ones that I wrote. <laughs> I know. That's true. I'm just going to You know what? Let me get one thing briefly out of my oh, system geez. here. Oh. Uh, Joey Ryan <laughs> had the option to sign with WWE and AEW. Comes out and says, no, I'm going to be on the indies. That's my gig. That's what I'm doing. And then signs a multi-year contract with Impact. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm very much of the belief that more people should be watching Impact nowadays because of all the people that they have on that. Some of them former guests of our show. All right. Some of them fully gimmicked. Please buy their merch. Some of um, them we shared a pizza with. Yes. Oh, yeah. So some, some of them we've shared drinks with. So sure. that, um, But... I'm just gobsmacked by that for some reason. I don't know why that threw me off so much. But well, was we like, discussed it a little bit early, and I think the reason is because Impact has a looser contract as far right. as like where and what else they can do. Because right. like true. Impact doesn't give a shit who else you work for. But I think AEW and especially WWE would be like, "Fuck you, no, you work for us." Right. And that's it. Oh, and he right. definitely said, "I can still do all my indie dates." Exactly. So that's definitely what it. That's definitely that's what it was. That's why I was but like, the other companies like, own his sweat, and like, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. But I just found that amazing. So, I mean, cool, though. Good for him. Yeah. Watch Impact. It's right. on Axis now. It's finally on a true TV station I get again, so nice, I can start nice. watching it. So, so there's no wrestling thing. Okay. Yeah. Enjoy it. Look, you got we, we did it right in there. So, I had to get that out of my system. It wasn't long enough to do a Golden Guys episode with, no. so I just figured I'd That's get good. it out of the way real quick now. So, so the other, uh, in, in addition to us, you know talking about not AEW and WWE stuff and interviewing people. One of the other uh, staples of the indie cast is the tournament bracket. Yes. And so, uh, Chad, walk us through the creation of this particular bracket. I actually didn't have a lot to do with the creation of this bracket, to be honest with you. Uh, two of our listeners and friends of mine, uh, Colleen and Colin, um, are big listeners of the show. They are, they are some of the dozens and dozens. Yes. And uh, wanted to, because they had heard some of our previous episodes, wanted to put together a tournament episode for us. And Colleen is big into, Colleen and Colin are both big into horror movies, uh, especially the 80s, as we've discovered by the listing of this movie, of right. this tournament, um, and presented it to us. And I've been kind of holding it in my back pocket until we got to spoopy season yeah. so that we could actually break it out. So And so we here, have done we just that. Um, so, yeah. As Chad said, all of these were uh, released in the 80s, which immediately disqualifies John Carpenter's Halloween, The Exorcist, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Those which are not on the table. Which breaks his heart, which is why he's I know, that's why he's really right. I was like, that, yeah. he has brought it up now more than twice in a few Those minutes. Those are good he's movies. They're, they're excellent movies. It hurting his those feelings. are good movies. I'm not, it, I'm not it whining about... It out Spookly the Square Pumpkin. That's true. <laughs> and look, the scariest, the and scariest movie Town. ever. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, so yes, this this is not our choices for films, but we will be debating them nonetheless. And our resident anti 
horror movie person, Shelly, right. will be uh, will be hosting said tournament, which means Chad Luna and myself will be the ones who are voicing our, de- our yeah and our debate points, I suppose, right? Yes, our cases. Sure. So there will be so there will, so be, there will be no ties. ties. Yeah. That that was that the big thing about true. it. I Which, do have some comments on each of them. I have seen oh. more of these horror movies than I have to say in any other like decade span. Okay. okay. So I don't know why that is. I feel like I must have been watched by babysitters in the mm. early 90s when it would have been appropriate to like show this movie when True. my parents weren't around. Right. But uh, yeah, so I, I feel like I've seen a lot of these. Though all the favorites that he had just named, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm no good for that." So <laughs> that's because they were, those not were really scary. Yeah, those were. Scary. And I would like, and I would like to, by the way, briefly apologize to one Todd Drushell. Uh The reason we don't have moment. you on, we would have had you on if we had all four of us here, and we needed that fifth vote. Right. Uh, it just made a tie again. So, yeah. so nothing personal, Todd. So. <laughs> All right. So anyway, well, okay. Well, I'll go ahead and start with the left side of the bracket. Okay. We're gonna start with first Fright Night versus Evil Dead. Luna, why don't you start things off here? Oh. <laughs> well, wait. First, I want to know. Um, I think this should be the system. Uh-huh. I think Shelley announces the two movies. Uh-huh. Then, if she has a comment on them because she's actually seen them, right. I definitely want to hear her two cents, and then we all discuss. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sure. So between Fright Night and Evil Dead. Which of these did you see? I have seen both of them. Okay. Actually. And there's no... It's hands down Evil Dead. Like, okay. I don't I don't even know why we're discussing Fright Night. Like, okay. I, I don't know. But yeah, it's Evil Dead all the way. Like, okay. there's... Yeah. All right, okay. so awesome. let's start with you. Well, I concur completely. I have to go Evil Dead here because I stand the Fright Night remake. Everybody From fucking slept on it. 2011, I think. Yep. Everybody slept on it when it came out because they were like, this is lame. But it was fucking great. You get beautiful, weird-ass David Tennant in leather pants and hot-ass fucking... What's his name? Colin and, Farrell. Yes. Yes, and hot-ass fucking Colin Farrell and fucking Chekhov was in it, and it was great. And so I <laughs> super love re- new Fright Night, re- Fright Night remake, so I'm going with Evil Dead. So Fright yeah. Night that came out in the one that we're talking about that came out in 1980-something, yeah. she, she goes on a selling spree because of the 2011 remake. Well, yes. because she, I would have voted for it if, it if I could opt for the remake. And I showed her not the remake. I showed her the 85 <laughs> one after we saw the David Tennant one. Which is a big mistake. It's yeah, a big mistake. She did, yeah. Not, yeah. Right. she did not... She did not... Prince Humperdinck did nothing for her <laughs> as Jerry from next door. Prince yeah. Humperdinck. Yes. This release with Colin Farrell, you're like, yeah, I might die, but I would definitely fuck him. Like, do you believe you it? Yeah, I know. But like, <laughs> it's, it's what about you? I was uh, like, that makes one of us. I, there's no chance I'm taking on Colin Farrell. Thanks, though. Because uh, <laughs> the world's going down. Uh, totally Evil Dead, though. I do agree with Shelley that it's, I think Evil Dead's the, the answer on this one here. Uh, it's just, that's a piece of cinematic genius. Not that I don't like... Fright Night, but Evil Dead is just cinematic genius in my mm-hmm. in my personal opinion. Now, similarly, kind of to in the in the middle of the both of you, um, I do also enjoy the 2011 Fright Night remake. Um, I appreciate Evil Dead. I like Evil Dead Two better. Okay. I like that that sequel a lot more than the original. But between those two, if you were like, "Hey, we're watching one of these tonight," I would definitely pick Evil Dead. Now, Evil, Evil Dead 2, one of the few times where the sequel's better than the original. That's true. Yes, but also it is convoluted because the sequel is somewhat of a remake. Right. Because so, it was just, hey, we have a budget now. Yeah, right. so exactly. it was like, well, we're going to do what we wanted to do in the first one, but couldn't. It's kind of like what uh, 
Robert Rodriguez did with Desperado. He's yeah, like, exactly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna remake uh, El Mariachi with because, a bigger budget because, because I can now. Right, exactly. So, all right. So uh, all right. round two. Okay, so second bracket. Let's see. Friday the Thirteenth versus Child's Play. Okay. And I have again seen both. Oh, okay. At a very early age, so like I was really little. Oh, I remember when I saw both yeah. of these. Yeah. Um, I have to say. I've watched all the child's plays. Wow. All of them. Okay. Because dolls are not as scary. Okay. And, and I owned one, so I can't even say. Aww. I was one of those kids that li- literally owned one, and my dad's like, I'm taking that thing back. Like, that's, that's okay. That's cool. We're good with that. Um, I have to say Friday the 13th was scarier. Like, so okay. to me, that was much more frightening, so therefore a better movie. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay. Excellent. All right. So let's see. Let's have Zach go first. Okay. Then. So, um, similar backstory. I saw Friday the 13th when I was probably, I think, like 11 or 12. And I didn't see the ending of it. I went to bed. Huge mistake. That scared the <laughs> uh, hell out of me. Um, with, of course, way scarier stuff than the actual ending of the movie. <laughs> right, that was like, like the actual Like, years later when I watched it, I was like, this ending sucks. Like, what is this? <laughs> the trauma I experienced by myself was way worse. Uh, again, we're poo-pooing on um, Prince Humperdinck on uh, Child's Play <laughs> as the detective. Although, I will give honorable mention to uh, Brad Dourif as Chucky's voice. Oh, okay. Fantastic yeah. job. Yep. Love him in that. And I actually really, we just recently watched the first one again, probably a year ago, and uh, I was like, this actually was really well put together. Like, the effects are really good. I because we had watched a bunch of stuff about the making of it, and like yes. how they had to deal with the effects with the doll, and like right. trying to make that like even function, and then we were like, we should fucking watch that again. It was, yeah, really it was actually pretty good. Yeah. However, uh, I'm a giant Friday the 13th fan, so that's definitely my pick. Um, although those films are very formulaic, and very ridiculous, and jumped the shark very early. Uh, still enjoy that a great deal, and I think that it's although Halloween, which is not appearing in this list, uh, obviously kind of started the trend. I think Friday the Thirteenth really like when there's a lot of parodies of slasher films, they're all pointing to Jason. They're yeah. all Friday the Thirteenth. So, Colleen, because I know you're probably listening to this. You apparently need to make a 70s tournament. That's the just, okay. The problem is, though, I'll be the only one who can answer them. No, that's okay. I know a good chunk of them. Okay. So, I may not know as many as you, which is... Okay. So... We'll just have to... So Friday the 13th. Okay. Friday the 13th. Luna? Uh, Child's Play. <gasps> that's right. I know. I feel... A, you picked them because of the later sequels of Jennifer Tilly. Also Maybe. true. Yeah. Also true. Okay. I love that's... Jennifer Tilly more than life itself, but when Brad Dourif is really great. And, like, I don't know, Friday the 13th just didn't do much for me. Like... It's okay. Like, obviously, it's a classic, and like you said, like, everything sort of points to that as, like, the foundation for slashers, but, like, if we were gonna go, like, hey, let's watch one, like, if right. that's if the I've deciding factor... If I've got two VHSs factor, in my hand. Then let's fuck with Child's Play. Okay. Yeah. Alright, chat. You're the tiebreaker. I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I really love Luna right now, because I'm good. we're both gonna throw this this tournament completely out of ten. Child's Play. Yeah. I like the original... To- I, don't get me wrong, I understand what the original Friday the 13th movie was. I like it better when it got really formulaic with the... Yeah. I, I need, like, you know, hockey masks. And, right. And the, the first one's good, but it's... Yeah, it's just not as fun as the other ones are for me. So, I mean, Kevin you, Bacon you, died for you, sinners. And you don't even no. care. Kevin, Kevin Bacon died for me long before that in Animal House. How dare you? So... <laughs> But yeah, no, 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 definitely Child's Play for me if, wow. if I have a choice of the two. I consider um, that an upset. I, right. do, I do too, which is why I laughed with Ludus because I was positive there was no way that was going to get through, and then Ludus said Child's Play, and I was like, yeah. This bracket's getting more interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, 
So now we're going to move down and we're going to go aliens versus the thing. Aliens with an S. Right. So definitely the yes. the, the sequel. I didn't I I did say um, that right. Yeah, no, you, you did. did. I, I, was like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make a difference in my answer, but okay. I just didn't realize. I don't it. I don't have a, a horse in this race. So, uh, oh, okay. yeah, sorry. Uh Chad, you can go first. I, I, do, I do enjoy Aliens a lot. I think The Thing gets the victory on this one, though. I think The the, the Thing, especially from that 80s remake, is mwah. Mm. I haven't seen it in a while, though. i got to sit down and watch that again. Let me know when you want to watch it, honey. Sure. She's like, literally yeah. never, but thanks. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, I just found out that I have a whole, I have a whole like, genre of, like, Toy like killer toy movies that I can break out now for Shelly though. Are you kidding me? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. like Dangerous Toys is out there. Puppet Master Series is out I've, there. I've seen a lot of the Puppet Masters. So, so yeah. Uh-huh. There you go. Didn't know. Uh, well, I definitely also said the thing because it's fucking great. Um, and we were actually talking about it the other day that like there's just so many good like one-liners in that movie that it's just so like gratifying. Like, even just the start of it, like, the perfect setup of, like, him fucking playing the chess machine, and then he just throws the drink on it, and he's like, cheating, bitch. Like, it's Some pretty great, it's uh, Kurt Russell, excellent Keith David yeah. performance. Um, oh, what was the one line? It was like, I don't know what it is, but it's, like, pissed off, or, like, it's scary and it's pissed off or something like that. It's weird and it's pissed it's off, It's weird and yeah. it's pissed off. That's I don't know what's what in there, but it's weird and pissed off, Thank yeah. You. Like, that just describes me as a person, and I love it. <laughs> why is it hashtag, why is that not on the screen? <laughs> Um, no, for so uh, me personally, I appreciate the um, the brilliance of the alien first few movies. Uh, Scorny Weaver is a queen. Oh, like, of course. That's all well and good, but it is one hundred thousand percent the thing. Mm-hmm. Like this was one of those brackets where I was like, "Oh, aliens! Why would you even show up? Like, that's, <laughs> that's a damn shame." Uh, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely love the thing. I love the suspense of it. I love the practical effects. I love how it's filmed. Um, it's a it's a great movie that really captures the real isolation and makes you feel what the characters are feeling in terms of like, hey, there's no hope. Like you are just alone in the Arctic, and there's something weird and pissed off here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, fuck you too. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so when you watch it again, yes. Um, try to figure out when each person is infected. Like, when they get infected. Okay. Because there are scenes where, like, they're standing in the background, but if you do the math, it's like, oh, they would already be infected by this time. Right. Like, that kind of thing. Except for the breaking of the blood bank. It, that makes no sense. Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> no characters in the scenes that we see would have the ability to go and do that. Right. Like, the movie's just like, ah, somebody did it. Right. It's like, okay, yeah, well, nobody... Happen. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can crunch the numbers. Nobody had enough time to go do it and do that. So, whatever. <laughs> and if anybody's crunched the numbers, it is indeed one, Mr. Zach Rivera. Yeah. All right, so, so the okay. thing, unanimous. thing unanimous. It was very easy. This next bracket, I don't know why this showed up either. But <laughs> <laughs> Let's be for real now. The Shining mm-hmm. versus The Fog. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even say it without going, come on, for real. Like, The Fog? I don't even know how we got here. So, moving on. Uh, so, Luna, what do you think? Uh, Let's it, just it, was a t- it was a close call, uh, but I'm definitely going to go with The Shining. Yeah. Well. Although, I do appreciate the structure of the bracket, because I hate when they put two really good ones up against each other early on, because then it's like, you, you, you know, you, they could have fought for their place, like, later, right. so, like... You mean, like, Moana and Frozen in the, right. uh, the Pixar brand? <laughs> so yeah, yikes. It's like, yeah. the fog 
gives The Shining like an easy win. Exactly, gives an easy match. win. But that yeah. way, it's not like The Shining and the thing right away. Right. Like we get to build up to that. Someone's got a job to the, yeah. the Shining. <laughs> but it's definitely a thousand percent The Shining because I love that movie more than anything. That's true. Okay, so uh, Zach, I appreciate the fog. Uh, Tom Atkins is in that, and I want to say that's another John Carpenter thing. I think uh, it might be. Um, so I appreciate it being on here, but it has no business going against The Shining. Right. Uh, no, The Shining is fantastic. I've done all the deep dives and watched all the videos about like, oh, this is what it means, and like, oh no, this is what it means. Like Kubrick faked the moon landing. Right. It's so good that even Stephen King, who hated the adaptation of it, had to come around and be like, that's pretty good. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> and. And is releasing the sequel, and boy, does it look a lot like Kubrick's movie. Oh my right. God. So, yeah. The whole yeah. Thing so is for a guy who was like that. this, well, and 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 to cut Stephen King some slack, it's completely justified why he was not happy with that adaptation. Sure. If someone is adapting your work, and they're like, notes on your work is, hmm, this stuff sucks. That's <laughs> not super complimentary as a as an original <laughs> creator. You're like, hmm, cut all this boring crap and just got to the good stuff, like. Thanks, to be buddy. fair, it's not like just some fucking Joe Schmo said that. Like it's Kubrick. True. Like, if Kubrick is making that judgment call. You have to tr- trust Kubrick's No, true. Call. If I wrote the book yeah. and he was like, "Hmm, these parts suck," I'd be like, "Well, they probably suck." That's probably what <laughs> happened. That was my problem. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you do have a a battle of two like like genius giants right there, oh, yeah. kind of button heads with each other right there, though. Uh, and by the way, yeah, why the fog's even on here? I don't even know. It's jobbing out to the shining heart. Could have been yeah. that of the um, grapes. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have to be the fog. All right, so that was quick and easy. Thanks. Uh, we're going to move over to the right side of the bracket now. Okay. Oh, wow, that's the fastest I think we've ever gotten to a, through a side of a bracket yeah. before. Told you. Uh, so we have Hellraiser versus The Gate. Okay. Uh, I've only seen one of those movies. I don't know, Hellraiser was scary as fuck. So, okay. I, I, I will be 100% honest here, I don't believe I've seen The Gate, so I'm going to have to ask one Mr. Romero to, uh, to crack open and tell me a little bit about it. So. Um, I also have not seen The Gate. Really? Uh, but well, it, none of us have seen I watched, The Gate. Yeah. I watched the trailer for it. It seems like a lot of interesting uh, claymation effects and kind of like kids at home... Accidentally, I'm picturing like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, right now. Bass definitely made some demons in this. Um, uh, Yukon Cornelius is McCready and <laughs> burns it. No, um, I don't know. It seems like kids at home they mess with something they're not supposed to mess with. They open up a portal to hell, and now everything's going to shit. It seems, and cool. I haven't seen it. And Hellraiser is very good, despite the ending being hot trash. <laughs> The homeless guy finds the... the, Nobody remembers the ending. Everybody always thinks like, oh, the ending is the guy that hooks his face. He says, Jesus wept. That happens like halfway through the movie. Like, no. (laughs) The ending of the movie is... Kirstie throws the lament configuration into a fire because she's like, get out of here. And then some hobo walks in the, the frame, reaches into the fire, sets himself on fire, grabs the lament configuration, turns into a terrible claymation bat creature thing, flies towards the camera, end credits. It sucks ass. But, that being said, that movie is awesome. Right <laughs> up until then, apparently. Right. It is, right yeah, basically. It's right like, I need to go back because you're absolutely right. I had Nobody no, re- I have no recollection of that. that Everybody just happened. blocks it out of their mind. And they just go, like, yeah, the, then Jesus wept happened, right? That's halfway <laughs> through the movie. It's like how I block out the second half of Full Metal Jacket. That right, I remember yeah. anything that happened after. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They leave training camp? Like, right. Yes, yeah. yes they do. 
<laughs> Once Vincent D'Onofrio's brains are on the back of the bathroom, I don't like remember credits, anymore. Right? right that's, what about you? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, no, I fucked a gate. Uh, definitely Hellraiser. Although, um, I enjoyed the film very much, but I love the idea and the concept of the Cenobites more so than we get in the movie. Right. Because, mm. like, you get, like, Pinhead's vibe is like, I'm gonna fucking torture you because I'm super into that. But, like, please give me more of, like, that weird fine line between, like, pleasure and pain stuff and mm. less, like, this man has no skin. Like, right. that's, yeah. Like, give True. me more of the weird, like, we're crossing boundaries. Yeah, 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 like okay. that. Fair enough. Which I think they even attempted to kind of go to in later movies, and then after like three, it just became another slash. Yeah, there's play. the one with like the CD dispenser, like right. head, and like the video camera. Well, yeah, because of course like, the Oof. the big story is after <laughs> I think it's it's definitely after the third, maybe after the fourth, they stop writing. Hellraiser scripts. Right, they just took other and scripts they just start and taking other scripts. Hellraiser in it. Really? Like, yeah. they're, like, independent scripts that are, like, getting no funding, and they're like, oh. well, if you erase, you know, serial killer and scribble <coughs> pinhead, you got oh. yourself a movie. Huh. And so nice. that's why, like, they're just buck wild. There's one that takes place in space, there's one that's, like, right. has the guy from the Mayhem commercials in it. Like, there's all kinds of weird ones. <laughs> and they're all started off as other movies, and then they were like, eh, we can make a Hellraiser movie. But there's nothing that makes me laugh more when Mayhem shows up in a movie. Oh, we were watching John Wick recently, and it's like, mayhem, and I'm out of the movie completely now. Because uh, it's like, on hey, 30 Rock, mayhem, he played uh, Tina Fey's, like, yeah. douchebag boyfriend for, like, three seasons. Yeah. And you're just like, mayhem, what are you doing here? <laughs> Causing mayhem. Yeah. I'm just glad he's getting work other than the commercial. I what? know. Am I, are you my boyfriend or a squatter? Why do those have to be exclusive? <laughs> uh, Hellraiser uh, wins all the way. Yes, Hellraiser wins all the way. Across the board. None of us have seen the other movie. Yeah. All right. So, this what I think... me you've never seen the other movie. This one I think is really cute. So, Killer Clowns mm-hmm. versus The Blob. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't... Oh, man. I don't know. I'm going to have someone else go first now. Okay. So, I'm going to have... Let's see. I'm going to have Chad go first because okay. his answer is going to be easy. Because my answer is very easy. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely... Kill, it's uh, no question Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Now, um, you're a man who has an affinity for clowns. I, yeah. But is there anything in particular about this film that just... Reaches out to you? The the uh, the absolute, complete, utter, uh, we don't give a shit about how ridiculous this movie actually is. Um, I, they, the people that wrote it and the people that made it, you could definitely tell were kind of in on the joke of mm-hmm. the whole deal, which I think go, goes a long way sometimes when you get people that understand that, hey, we're making a pretty stupid horror movie here. Right. Let's run with it. And they, I mean, there's a there's Clownzilla at the end of the movie for Christ's sake. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, and obviously putting it in a clown setup is going to be right up my alley anyway because I'm a big clown geek. But uh, no, I think that movie is just fabulous. And don't get me wrong, the the other what was the, I don't even remember what the other the movie. Blob. The Blob. I, the Blob uh, remake. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was all right, but but yeah, I I'm, I am Clowns. impressed that Killer Clowns has had like a resurgence in the last couple of right. years. Like we're getting a lot more merch. Obviously, Universal Studios has been showcasing yeah. them at Halloween Horror Nights. Like. There seems to be a much... There's a growing appreciation for Killer Clowns. I don't know if Universal understood exactly how much of a reaction they were going to get when they made it a scare zone last Oh, absolutely they didn't. Because they like, that's oh, why they made it a full house. Right. They were like, oh, okay. People will yeah. really like this. Yeah. Great. Look, it's a deep-seated uh, fear of Americans True. about clowns. Like, it's mm-hmm. deep-seated. Um, and so I think that's just an, an, easy, an easier thing to connect to. I felt like when I watched The Blob, I was waiting for it to get scary. Like, mm. I was like, when is this not, like, something you think you can Silly. be? Yeah, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, so for the most of the movie, I'm like, 
is this supposed to be intimidating? Like, I don't I feel like these people could have just left. And like, well, I think part of the <laughs> issue with the Blob remake is that they were really focused on the, the, the creature effects in terms of, yeah. like, you see, like, Skeletons and stuff like that just get like flunked out of the, the blob yeah. and like people get like crushed by it and stuff and so the effects are really cool but I feel like they they forgot the part of like we we're gonna modernize it though and right, actually right. make it legitimately scary they were like ah we'll keep it campy and weird but we'll just get real real detailed with the creature effects right. it's like eh. for me it's killer clones as as goofy as it is um I agree with Chad I appreciate it going. Leaning in 110% and not right. just like half-assing it and being like, oh, but no. But now it's serious and scary in the second <laughs> half. It's like, no, no, no. It's, nope. It was weird and goofy at the beginning and it runs the whole way through. You got the guy who was the Dean Wormer in Animal House being used as a puppet. And, yeah. Oh, come on. Awesome. So, <laughs> well, yeah, what about you? I haven't seen either. Oh, really? no. Yeah. yeah. Um... So I How have we been friends this long and you've like never that. seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space? I know. Which, she hates clowns, that's why. <laughs> well, I mean, other than like Pennywise, but that's, you know, that's different. That's nasty. Um, yeah, that's filth and shame. But uh, yeah, so I said the blob just to be different because I knew you two would definitely pick Killer Clowns, so I knew <laughs> that there was no chance that I was going to like offset the bracket with it. But yeah. That would have been hysterical blob. if it had yeah. just, we just Steve, like, steamrolled oh, no. it. So. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Uh, I don't even know how these got on here, but uh, the Maniac Cop. And American Werewolf in London. Is that Cromero? Oh, that's American Werewolf for me all the way. Yeah, I um, figured. Maniac Cop is okay. Um, it's weird. I would, it's ask, okay. I would ask what Maniac Cop is about, but it seems self-explanatory. Yeah, it's a cop gets like reanimated somehow, and then it's just like... It, it's if the Punisher was real, in meaning it's not cool. Like... The cop just killing people and being a nut job and just a murderer is not cool in this movie. It's right. like, this is a goddamn disaster. Like, we need to stop <laughs> this thing. Um, and I want to say Tom Atkins is in that too. So, <laughs> Tom, be on our show, is what I'm trying to say. Right. Um, however, I'm not going to vote for your movie. I'm going with American War of London. Um, again, the creature effects completely set the standard. And I think. It did a lot for the werewolf genre after Lon Chaney Jr. You know, it was like, well, where do we go from here? Well, how about we have those unbelievable effects and right. and go deeper with the werewolf mythos. So American Werewolf for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, super, super duper American Werewolf. That was one of those ones that, like, I saw it way too young and, like, nice. it fogged me up. I was like, that is the scariest shit I've ever seen in my life. So, yeah, I was, like, super traumatized by that one. Um... But it's super good, and uh, I also got freaked out by the effects in the Thriller video, so, you know, same thing. Thanks, John Landis. Yeah, thanks, John Landis. Um, yeah, every, everybody from this day to this day it, it makes a werewolf movie's ripping off American Werewolf in London. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, so it's got to be American Werewolf in London. Everybody's ripping off the the conversion from human <laughs> to... So. Yeah. All right, that was pretty easy. Let's go on to our last starter bracket. This one, I think, is really hard, so... Uh, it's Nightmare on Elm Street versus The Reanimator. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this one's hard, so I'm going to let you guys duke it out. Okay. I'm, I'm going to make Zach go last because I already yeah. know what his vote is. Yeah, we all um, <laughs> I'm gonna Actually, I'm going to counterbalance Zach's vote right away and say Nightmare on Elm Street because I love Freddy. Mm-hmm. I, I love that first movie. Um, interestingly enough, I have an, an opposite feeling as it pertains to Nightmare on Elm Street that I do with Friday the 13th. 
is that the campier it got, the more out of it I got. Like, it was okay that they threw in a, a little stuff, but after, like, especially in, like, the later movies, when they started getting to, like, five, six, seven, it just became too much of, like, a stand-up act, which, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, I love Robert England and everything he does in that movie is is good, but it just became too much after all. But those first few movies are... I think that first one's legitimately scary as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and the... Don't they kill... Isn't that the one where they kill... Uh, What's his face? Yeah, Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Johnny Depp dies in that one. So he's very cropped out. Cool. Yeah. He's very cropped out. <laughs> That's what she yeah. takes away from that film. I, know. Oh, Johnny Depp's I was like, she yeah. totally remembered that. <laughs> I, I know. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, okay. I am not gonna upset Zach because he's giving me the "I'll divorce you right now." Because, <laughs> um, but I'm gonna vote for Reanimator because um, I've seen. I think it was probably two or three years ago that we did a big like classic horror binge, and we watched Nightmare on Elm Street again, and like. I almost wish it had gone further one way or the other, because, mm-hmm. like, there are some effects that are like, this is fucking dumb. And then there's some stuff that I'm like, okay, that's legitimately scary. But, like, I almost wish that they had either leaned further into, like, this is more, like, silly than scary, or this is more scary than silly. But, like, right. it tries to kind of walk a middle ground, and, like, I, it just didn't I do wish I had recorded her reaction when Freddy's walking down the oh alleyway and his arms stretch out, stretch out and oh he's God. like scratching along like, the metal she was losing her mind she was like what is this what is this movie because like they couldn't even keep them straight like they're, <laughs> they're very squiggly yeah, yeah they're squiggly. like spaghetti arms like get the fuck out of here like stop that but I think they did pick a direction later that I think oh, that's yeah, why they more silly than scary, later, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean I think that's why uh, a lot of people jumped off yeah because right. <laughs> yeah. they got super campy so, um, and then yeah. they tried to remake it and go back to scary again. And yep. that failed miserably. Poo poo poo. So, 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 what were you going to say, Zach? I, I definitely went with Reanimate. This was a bracket <laughs> this where I was like, movie of all time. So. Oh, that's a that's a damn shame for Nightmare on Elm Street. That is yeah. a damn, damn shame. Because if this had been like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and American Werewolf in London, like, oh, that'd be a real tough to say. This one was like, I, sorry, sorry, kids. It's got to be Reanimator. I love that movie. Um, I think it's one of the only. H.P. Lovecraft stories that really work as a movie because Reanimator doesn't take itself <coughs> too seriously, and a lot of H.P. Lovecraft stuff really does. Oh, Which yeah. I mean, you kind of have to at a certain point. You can't just be like, "Ah, we're gonna have fun with this though." There's uh, there's a level of seriousness that has to be there, but you know, for being sort of an '80s kind of off-color retelling of Frankenstein, I think you couldn't do much better. A head tries to give a girl head in that movie. Like, you can't... Yeah. How do you top that? It's a classic. So 100% yeah. reanimated for me. Plus, I love Jeffrey Combs. I thought he did an amazing job in that film. Um, so, yes. And to put Charles Band on the map, it gave us full moon pictures. Hell yeah, Charles else on the sun. Dude, he bet big. He was big bucks, no whammies on that. He threw all kinds of money in that movie, and it super paid off. <laughs> um, that's where like, he hung his head on for like most of his career. It was just like, oh, um, Killer Dolls versus Puppet Master doesn't sound good. <coughs> we made Reanimator. Maybe maybe we know what we're talking about. Tra- oh, Taurus Trap doesn't sound... We made Reanimator. I don't know if that... Char- Charles Band threw a bunch of money at this, so he really didn't have to throw that much money at and anything else for the rest of his career. Yeah. And, so yeah, and definitely so Reanimator for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I knew Nightmare. I knew Elm Street was dead the second I looked. I like I said, it's it's as soon it's as I saw Reanimator, I'm like, well, I know where that's going. So. Yeah, that's I felt really tough. bad because I feel like it's a pretty good movie. Oh, I love like love oh. It. It's gonna get get shaved right off. I'm so sorry. I was watching a video just today about like the weird depth of um, psychology in Nightmare on Elm Street and about how like 
it plays with the ideas that like hell is a real place that you can go to, but there is no God. Like right. it's ooh, it's weird. You can get real deep with it. And then Johnny Depp wearing a, a crop top. Yeah, Johnny Depp wearing a crop top. That's really the most important. <laughs> but not part. enough. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna go back up to the top of the bracket, and we're gonna do Evil Dead versus Child's Play. Mm. Oof. That's a roughie. Sorry, guys. Yeah, that's a is. tough one. <laughs> um. Child's Play. I'm also going, even though I didn't bring it to the prom, I'm also going Child's Play. Yeah. Like I said, if it was Evil Dead 2, right. totally different story. And that, and that exactly. But Evil Dead still has a college film feel to it. It's paced weird at times. That's the effects true. are great. It's but it does drag a little because it's, you know, Sam Raimi's first big movie. And yeah. so it's like, it's, it can get a little boring, a little dry in the middle. Whereas, you know, sweaty, long-haired um, Brad Dourif screaming and like shaking a doll as he's like chanting a voodoo ritual to it. Good. Pretty entertaining. <laughs> give me the power right back of you. Yeah, yeah no, and I agree for the exact same reason because it, you're, you're absolutely right. If it, was, if it was Evil Dead 2, totally different conversation. Totally different yeah. conversation, but Evil Dead 1 doesn't quite yeah. get over child's play. Yeah. What about you? Right. Yeah, same because I was going to say that too. Like, I really enjoy Evil Dead 2. Like, it's good. It's a classic. Like, we've seen fucking Evil Dead the musical and it's yeah. great. But, like, just for the, entertainment yeah behavior, like yeah. for the first one versus child's play like yeah i'll still sit and watch child's play instead yeah yeah, yeah i'm glad you guys made the right choice there all right <laughs> so now we're gonna move down the bracket here we're gonna oh, do this one's gonna kill this all is a toughie yeah. this is a yeah. toughie the thing versus the shining boy I don't. I don't see this being a hard decision, right. but I might. This might be a hard decision. You watch for you guys. Keith David's performance in The Thing and come back to us. Okay. That man is legendary in that film. I love Keith David anyway. Right. So. Chadley, what do you think? Yeah. Still The Shining. Really? Nicholson all day. I love. Mm. I love yeah. Jack in that movie. I can see that. Uh, that's yeah. I, don't get me wrong. I agree with everything that you've said mm. about about The Thing, but yeah. Shining is. What about you? The way Shining. up. Really? Mm. Like, even just counting on, like, I've seen The Shining so many more times, and I know that movie front ways and back ways, and, like, one day, like, I can't, like, just Jack Nicholson being a crazy fucker, like, I will always watch that. As good as The Thing is, like, it's not a movie that I would put on, like, just for background noise, you know? But, like, if The Shining's on, like, yeah, I'm gonna leave it on, like... I went with the thing. I could. Of course. As did. much as I love The Shining, and it's I've like, been you super do super yeah. been watching it a lot lately, because um, now we found it on VHS, so I've just been like having <laughs> that on, just playing perpetually, um, and I'm still trying to decide my favorite scenes between him at the bar with Lloyd, the bartender, yeah. versus him in the bathroom with Mr. Grady. I can't decide no, which is the most important uh, part of the guy getting blown by the board. Like... Also, well, that's that's number one <coughs> with Thank a star. Okay. Then you I'm mean, trying to find... You mean Shelley Duvall emotional torture through yeah. the whole movie isn't way up there that's for true. you? That's true. But just the thing is so quotable. The thing is so... Um, it's, it's... You can dive into it in terms of... Try, I don't know why I'm trying to sell it. The you shiny can dive one. into the shiny... No, no, but he I was saying, but, but I'm saying, and his confession was the shining. I, but but I'm saying is also PSA. I don't actually believe that. There's just fucking nut oh jobs. Oh god, who I do. guess so is. Um, yeah. There's yeah, the whole documentary about like, look at these nuts. Um, but uh, <laughs> I love the thing. <laughs> look at these nuts. Um, I, lo I love the thing, and you can still deep dive into the thing. Look at and these figure nuts. out who's infected and who's not, and da 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 da. Uh -huh. 
but John Carpenter is still telling a story. Whereas The Shining, you can dive into that, but Kubrick's also like, oh, but what story am I telling? Like, is this about the Native American plight? That's why you're diving. Is this about Scatman Crothers? What is this about? That's why we're diving. He doesn't do that in a lot of his movies, though. It's like, what story am I really telling? Right, that's what I'm saying. 2001 might as well be the... Saying, you can watch The Shining, and you probably have to do a homework assignment. You can watch this thing, and you're like... I got it. Kurt Russell's going to beat this alien's ass. You gave a homework assignment for the thing, so your argument is invalid. How dare you. <laughs> so the shining wins. Okay, okay. <laughs> just making sure oh, we're all really Just yeah. figuring out what that bracket's going to be on the other side. Boy, is that going to be uh-huh. a battle? So yeah. we're going. We're going over there now. Okay. Let's see. We have uh, Hellraiser versus Killer Clowns from Outer Space. So Luna. This, this is ridiculous. Hellraiser. Yeah, I figured that was going to be the case. Yeah. Uh, Shelley, what's your impartial judgment? Uh, this one was tough for me because it depends on on how you want to do the bracket. Like, is it because they, it was the best scary movie, or like, the, is it a favorite? Or yeah, or is it one that I would watch all the time? Like, if we have the two options, because I don't like scary stuff, I would pick Killer Clown. Like, that's more entertaining. True. But Hellraiser, by except for that ending that none of us can remember, is by far scarier. <laughs> I'm gonna go you know look up I mean? the ending to Hellraiser later. Right. Like, tell you, it's it. a super all... big disappointment. So if, if I was in the voting crowd, I would have to say that I was picking movies that I thought were scarier, mm-hmm. and therefore Hellraiser would win. But there's no chance that I would pick that one to watch over the other, so it's a little tough. Like, I can I can totally see why Chad's going to pick Killer Clowns. Yeah, so. but you know I'm picking Hellraiser. Yeah. <laughs> Bradley. No, I knew, I knew yeah. Clowns was dead at this, yeah. at this point here, but yeah. I'm sorry. No. And, and I'm, I'm basing it basically off of kind of, I think what Luna said earlier, if you put two DVDs out in front of me, which one am I going to tap yeah. to play? It's going to be Killer Clowns every single time. Right. But but I can understand why it would lose to Hellraiser here. I'm not, I'm not like, yeah. I'm not like, gonna Although, go, I'm not going to go find a sharp object to like slash oh, my wrist right. or anything. Because you turned into a centibite. Um, That's right. The, although I will say, as good as Hellraiser is, I keep chasing the dragon in terms of finding another great Clive Barker film. You have tried so hard with Clive Barker. Oh my god. <laughs> I keep being disappointed. Not that I'm like, oh, it's not as good as Hellraiser. I'm looking for anything good. I'm like, can you show me anything that's like worth it? What was the, um, was, was Pit the Pendulum him? Mm-mm. No? No. I thought that was. Oh, we'll I don't have think to so. look this up. We'll have to do some research. But like, listener. Nightbreed? Yeah. Um, uh, Lord of Illusions. I was going to ask you if you had seen Lord of Illusions, and I yeah. was like, oh, I hope not, because it wasn't that good. No. <laughs> Lord of Illusions had, like, there seemed like there was an interesting movie somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah. But, like, for the most, whatever was left, I was like, Pfft. Um <laughs> There was a possibility of a good movie in that movie. It yeah. just didn't happen. We just <laughs> never just quite got Yeah, I've watched yeah. a bunch of his movies, and every time I'm like, is he actually good? Or is, like, <laughs> did he just get super lucky with Hellraiser? I don't know. I had to question a director this weekend oh. uh, on an off note. We watched the new Aladdin. Oh boy! Oh, and oh I didn't have. I had a moment that. where oh. I thought I needed to go check myself about Guy Ritchie's talent. Like, like how dare you make this movie? Like, how dare you, Guy Ritchie? Like, I, well, I think in oh. in general for Disney, like bad move of all the remakes you were gonna do like there are certain ones that are untouchable and Aladdin was definitely one of those like you cannot even man they tried hard too I mean I get it they tried hard they did some great like like plot changes that make a little bit more sense if you're gonna be in a full in a live action kind of movie like the end of that movie gets a little like cartoony when you know he gets sent to the you know frozen place and all that kind of stuff so like that's really hard to do in live action so I liked how they did that in the movie 
that's but that's the only like directoral thing I can give him that can be like oh that was cool no everything else was straight heart garbage see but I can't blame I can't blame Guy Ritchie for that because I don't believe he had anything to do with the writing of the movie the writing of this movie is just bad at some point and my favorite part is we finish watching the movie Shelly and I immediately start carpet bombing it. Oh, um, he's like, well, this, oh, is bad, this is bad, this is bad. I'm sure and the kids are like, this is great. And you're like, no. Well, no. So funny oh, story. Wait. Piper, within 30, as soon as the popcorn was gone, yeah. left to the other room to come in here and turn on her TV. She completely did not care. She was like, My oh, five-year-old, right. gone. Cheyenne stuck with it. Cheyenne hurt my feelings a little bit because at the end of the movie, she goes, well, I really liked Will Smith. And I was like, how dare you <laughs> get out of this house? Hashtag... Blue nipples. That's all I have to right. say. Thank you. You but, can't watch the movie without but, staring at that man's weird blue nipples. But our, obviously, my mother-in-law is is watching it with us, and she, she goes, she, her line was, "Well, you can't compare Will Smith and, and Robin Williams. That's just not fair." And Michelle and I are both like, "No, that's perfectly fair. It's the same movie. This it's is like, yeah. it's not like I'm trying to compare like Bork and Mindy and Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I'm right. legitimately it's comparing the same, the same thing. Yeah. It's like we have to pick this apart. There's just no two ways around Destroy it. Destroy it. I like that. I like that you carpet bombed it. Oh, Oh yeah! Oh it was, yeah! I mean, take it, though. Don't get me wrong. I would watch it again simply to like riff tracks. Oh, yeah. it would be a blast to destroy. Because man, there there's some st- like, and, and don't get me wrong. The person they cast for Aladdin, the person they cast for Jasmine, are both really good. And if they had actually just done a live action movie based off the original, found somebody that can be kind of Robin Williams ish and did the exact same, I would have been perfectly fine with it. Mm, mm, there's some, just some, yeah. <laughs> it just it's, gets bad. Yeah, it gets okay. bad. So, last part, uh, bottom part of the bracket, let's go to American Werewolf in London versus Reanimator. Oof. Well, let me go first, because this is really easy for me. Right. Uh, Reanimator. What are you, lady? Okay, well, when I hmm? do brackets... Don't stare at your husband. I'm not even looking. I'm right? not even don't, making don't eye contact. Don't make eye contact um, with him. When I do brackets, I prefer to go by personal favorite as opposed to, like... Because like we've had an extensive conversations with our film buff friend Derek versus like movies you like versus good movies. Mm-hmm. Like you can have a list of like excellent films like fucking Casablanca and shit, but nobody's just gonna watch that on a Saturday afternoon. Like that's a classic great film, and I acknowledge that, but it's not like my personal favorite. Right. You know. Right. So when I do brackets, I tend to go personal favorite. Um, so like that was sort of your point is to like well Hellraiser is scarier but I enjoy Killer Clowns more so like you know that's kind I get of that. yeah so as much as I love American Werewolf in London I feel like if it were the if they were both in front of me and hey we're gonna sit down and watch this I would go with Reanimator. What about Reanimator? Like what? over like what about it over American Werewolf in London? Uh, saving my marriage? No, well, <laughs> yeah, also true. Well, I also love Jeffrey Combs, um, and I like you said. I think it's a really good balance between like actual really cool effects and sort of a telling this creepy story, but still in this guise of like it's still like kind of an eighties cheese ball. Um, mm-hmm. And fucking Tom Atkins is great. Like Tom Atkins still... isn't in that you, you silly goose. No, sorry, I was thinking um, you have me on Night of the Creeps. That's yeah, why. right. Night of the Creeps is great. What's the other guy's name though? The guy whose head gets cut off. Oh, uh, like. Um... I Professor Hill. Thank you. I was, that's yeah. what I was thinking of. But like, I had Night of the Creeps in my brain. Yeah, that. there's literally a scene in the movie when Professor Hill's like delivering his evil monologue alone in his office, and then <laughs> Dean Halsey, who now is lobotomized and like uh, reanimated, like interrupts the the monologue but is banging his head on the glass. Like he's like, "Yes, I'll have her and the whole school all to my boom." 
boom, 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 and he's like, get away, go away. And I'm like, that's just great. Yeah. Mm, very good. It's kind of like the shark scene from uh, Deep Blue Sea. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like the cat dead details later. Cat dead like, details later. There's still elements that are funny, but like, yeah. also this is really fucked up. But like, yeah. it's a good balance. So, yeah. I, I would I would have picked American Werewolf in London, well, but too obviously too damn bad, right? Yeah, I also would have picked it, so. Well, glad I wasn't, yeah. Glad I wasn't here, but yeah, I think it's the scarier of the two. So, since I did that I earlier in the bracket. I would say American Werewolf is scarier oh, than Reanimator. Yeah, like, I don't um, find Reanimator scary by any means. Like, it just more of like the entertainment value. Exactly. So I think for the same reason I would have gone with Hellraiser is the same yeah. reason I would have gone with American Werewolf. But all right, guys, we're coming. We're down to the final four. I'm gonna go back. I do want to ask you a quick question. Mm-hmm. Which scares you more in American Werewolf? The werewolf part, the dead friend part, or the weird like gremlin Nazi part? See, like when I watched it as a kid, like the Nazis didn't freak me out for whatever reason because I was Say more freaked quote. out by the dead friend part. <laughs> yeah. Like. Super fucked. I was just like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" Like, yeah. I could not handle it. And then later, it was like, "Oh, the transformations and the actual werewolf parts are a nightmare." But yeah, yeah. like dead friend, hundred percent. Like, cannot handle. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. By the way, as a kid, the Nazis didn't freak me out. It needs to go into the ending credits. <laughs> just saying. So, so we're coming okay. back over. Oh, to okay. Left. Sorry, I was like, "Where am I now?" Uh, Child's Play versus The Shining. Oof. That's the, sorry. That's The Shining. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like that's The Shining. Yeah, yeah you know, it's The Shining. Mm-hmm. So now we have Hellraiser versus Reanimator. Now, Chad, I trampled all over you with Reanimator. <laughs> Is that? I assumed it, I assumed that I was going to get trampled pretty right, hard. Right, but my one, point so is, okay. what are your thoughts on Reanimator? Is that even something that's on the radar? Is that something? I, that... No, I. You know what? It's one of those things that I remember seeing it back in the day, and it didn't like. It didn't anything that stuck with me, but then I became friends with you, and, and I've just never had the chance to go back and like rewatch it because now I'm like obviously that you you sell that movie so hard, I'm like I really maybe need to go back and re-see this so I well, can see what I'm. I was just gonna here. say my grand pitch of Reanimator is that it's not necessarily a horror film per se. Right. It is a film about a man who is just the ultimate opportunist, meaning that even when things are Super awful. Like, he has reanimated the dead and they are ultra violent, and it's basically a zombie outbreak, and it's all his fault, and this is awful. That his solution is okay, but what if I just try it one more time, though? I feel like I could get it <laughs> if I try it one more time. But it was so close. Right? Like, like, we're almost there, right? Yeah. Like, we're almost there. Yeah. I've seen most of the movie, so I feel like it's a hard one for me because I'm like, I remember watching some of it. Right. It's got some great. It's got some great one-liners. It's got some really interesting effects, um, and like I said, I think it's the best. I think it's the most enjoyable H.P. Lovecraft story put to film because everything else is really usually depressing. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say I've read a oh. lot of H.P. Lovecraft. And I was like, it's probably the only story that could be put to film in a way that isn't like. It doesn't have a lot of baggage. Right. Like I feel like a lot of the other stories have so many offshoot, like, things that are away from the main narrative. Of course. That, like, mm-hmm. where you get bogged down in stuff. Um, and that's the only one that you don't have to read, like, Wikipedia before reading it. Right. Where true. it's like, well, there's all these gods and demigods you're going to need to know about. Yeah. And it's like, ugh. Whereas this one, it's just like, it's, it's I don't know. Simple. It's a university in Boston. It's like Frankenstein. It's, yeah. it's basically like Frankenstein. Okay. And, I mean, yeah, it's really, it, I think it's really straightforward. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that might be some of the appeal that people have with it. Yeah. But, Okay. So what we're saying is we have two for animator 
And maybe one for Hellraiser? It would have been one for Hellraiser, yes. <laughs> okay. So, but yeah, I know I'm a goner on that so one. So now we have Here's the Shining. Here's where the fight really gets interesting, yeah. though. The Shining versus Reanimator. I came into this thing expecting Reanimator to win. My actual last two was the thing in Reanimator, mm-hmm. which is tough for me anyway. Yeah. Um, I was not expecting The Shining to to be here. Really? So, the Shining um, sucks, man. I don't know what to tell you. I to quote the great film analyst Luna Lynn, The Shining fucks. <laughs> so I'm going to go with The Shining. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a three-way, yeah. three-way, three-way dance. Three-way yeah. dance. Yeah. So, the Shining's so definitely the Shining in. Not really a stunner, guys. I don't know. <laughs> like I feel like if you but, if you look at the list of these movies, I feel like you would easily pick out that the shiny. Not a surprise. But here's the thing: yeah. Yeah. I, don't I feel like that's a top three pick there. But the shining, I've okay. Even when I saw it when I was younger, the shining was always more weird to me than scary to me, in terms of like being a horror film. Like, yes, Jack whipping around the axe and stuff like that and here's Johnny is scary but there's so much more of that movie that's just like what what are we doing what right. what's going on right well, now I think like the chick in the bat in the shower or the bathtub or whatever that's a nightmare. that's creepy yeah. yeah and like the elevator full of blood yeah. yeah but my point is when Jason cuts off somebody's head you're like oh my god he cut off that guy's head he oh my doesn't... god, that guy's getting a blowjob by a dude in a bore suit. That's... Same no! Thing. That's not the same thing. <laughs> same thing. No, no, those are... like Kevin I, Bacon I, getting I, an I arrow through the neck and you're like, oh, Kevin Bacon's dead. Seeing a bore blow a dude in a hotel room doesn't make you go, oh no, that poor old man who's getting blown. You go, the bore's I, have to, I have to reevaluate my life now. What did I just see? What does that mean to me as a person? Yeah. I feel like that's a scare that lasts much that's longer. That's an existential crisis yeah, exactly. scare. As an adult, we are all still super psychologically creeped out by The Shining. I think that's why certain movies stay with us longer. It's why Clockwork Orange, though on its outside, is yeah. is not that creepy of a story. Like when you break it down, it's not that creepy of a story, but it's very psychologically disturbing. Yeah. So like the same thing. I think The Shining is just so psychologically disturbing that you're like, I can't let that go. Like that's always going to yeah. be there. Right. Versus. I don't know. You could see a hundred Jason movies. Essentially, right. he's slashing down there and killing are, yeah, There are a hundred Jason movies. Yeah. yeah, and so I feel like sometimes the slasher movies all fall into the same kind of the same kind of thing. So I think that's why the ones that stand out for us in this bracket are the ones that are not that don't fall into that. So well, and I think the ultimate example of that is The Shining because like there have been other films that have tried to be psychological and disturbing and weird and things like that, but none of them have come to that. Mm-hmm. That level, like there are yeah. other slasher films that are very good, and you could go, no, that one's actually better than Friday the Thirteenth or whatever, because there were ones that were able to best it. Right. I don't know if there's anybody that was able to capture that same weirdness and unease and all of that, yeah, to even come close to The Shining. So Shining always stands above. Like it's not like if that had spawned a genre and there was a bunch of people making weird hotel <laughs> psych- psychological. Are there ghosts? Aren't there ghosts? weird, you know, existential crisis films, then maybe it wouldn't seem so prestigious. Hmm. But the fact that, like, it did it, it did it the best, and no one could even come come close, close, that it's, like, it's untouchable. I do want to have a question, though. Chad, what's your favorite scene in The Shining? Hmm. By the way, everybody think about this, because you're all going to have to answer. Right. I know. I'm I'm glad Chad's going first. (laughs) 
I mean, in the jeez, uh, man, there's, the two that immediately jump to my mind at least are in the obviously the bar scene mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Um, and, and I'll be honest, with you, him at the typewriter, I'll work and no play makes Jack a dull boy for some reason. Just watching him like type away and he gets crazier and crazier every time. Like every time he's like just sitting there typing that. I don't and know. And then to have the reveal where it's right. like, oh no, right. yeah. Uh, and then anytime Shelley Duvall is being especially <laughs> tortured. Yeah. Um, and I was to say that you want to talk about a sign of like a great film, like. It's a film so great that it even though that even yeah, though one actress was absolutely abused every day of shooting, and Kubrick is a horrible person, that's still a great movie. Like that yeah, movie's still pretty good. Still the best. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's always the bar scene. Ones. I was gonna say when when uh, when Lloyd, the bartender, tells him, "Women, you can't live with them. Can't live without him." And Jack Nicholson's response is to raise his eyebrows like seventy five thousand times. In the span of ten seconds, of just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's pretty great. Uh, what about you? Um, I do love his eyebrows in that movie. Um, like they should have won Best Supporting Actor. But I think actually, when he starts chasing her on the staircase, mm. when he first comes at her with the bat, and like the part we always laugh about now, and like the part that I'm like, that's true acting, is like as he's just chasing her and yelling her name and getting crazier and crazier, like it doesn't even, it just de-evolves in, from like saying Wendy to like, when he's just, Wendy! Like, it's barely <laughs> even like noise, it's just sort of like this guttural yell and like, just her fucking losing her mind, like it's so good. Um, but I was gonna say, especially as far as like the scary movie factor, I didn't like, put it together in my noggin, but the fear comes from Shelley Duvall. Right. Because, like, one, she's being tortured, but also, like, the idea in general is creepy. Giant hotel, you're by yourself. Okay, we're snowed Whatever, you know, you can kind of fucking amuse yourself. But, like, the reveal when she sees the typewriter pages where it's just all work and no play of, like, oh, God, like, he is fucking gone. And then what when he comes after her and then trying to get fucking, like, Danny's doing that rad rob, and you're like, Jesus Christ, the kid's possessed, like, what the fuck? Like, she, at that point, like, all hope is gone and she is just fucked. And then, like, that is sort of like the, oh, fucking Jesus, like, that's the scary part to me. Not necessarily, like, fucking just Jack Nicholson being Jack Nicholson. Right. Like, there's still good scenes like that. Yeah. Even, like, the blood in the elevator is a classic, but, like, that is to me isn't at like the scary part. It's yeah, just the like that the dread of here's like Johnny the oh, yeah, yeah. Stamman yeah. Crowler's getting an axe to the chest. Right, which even then it's like that sucks, but like whatever. But just that fear of like I, super hopeless. I am interested to jump off of that. I, I I do find it interesting that the film inter goes through this whole rigmarole of like Danny Danny talks to Scatman Crowler's in his brain. Scatman <laughs> Crowler's like cancels his whole vacation, turns around, go drives eight hours to through the snow mm-hmm. to get to the hotel. Here's the saving gray. Didn't even last ten seconds. Like right. it was all for nothing. It was a <laughs> giant waste of time. Jack Nicholson kills him in ten seconds. It's like That's this was all for nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but similar to the we get it it comes back at the end when he's in the the snowy yeah. hedge maze and he's at the end of it he's just oh, making yeah. sounds. Right. You're like That's not even words anymore. Right. But it's super creepy. Yeah, exactly. But it's a nightmare. Well, and I was gonna say that was one of Stephen King's big like gripes about it is casting Jack Nicholson. He said was all wrong because the whole point is that Jack Torrance is supposed to be like kind of a broken man, and and you're not supposed to believe that he could be this crazy person. Whereas with Jack Nicholson in the role, 
even in the he's not crazy parts. Right. He when he's crazy. just driving Shelley Duvall and Danny to the hotel, it's like, he's going to just drive this car off yeah. the mountain and kill them all. He yeah. doesn't care. Like, he's already crazy even in the parts where he's not crazy. So, like, so I get that. I remember the first time I watched this movie, and I watched it with, like, older cousins. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're all tan. So, I remember we got to that, that exact scene where he's driving them, and he looks crazy. Yeah. And all of us were like... Nah, that's some white crazy people shit. And right. we would have jumped out. Like, none of us were like, this is the sign that this right. is not ready okay. done so. I was like, this is why we can't be in these movies. We yeah. would have been like, and we're done. Like, it would have been. Because they say something about, like, something about cannibalism or something like that. And Danny's like, oh, I've seen worse stuff like that on TV. And he's like, see, Wendy? He's seen worse stuff on TV. And you're like, wow. He's supposed to be okay right now. And he's not okay right now. Right, like. At no point during the movie was he okay. No, right? at no know. point do you ever believe it. But yeah, there's like you can go online and watch all this like crazy deep dive stuff. Uh, the magazine that he's reading when the hotel manager comes and like, oh, let's talk about the hotel. He's like reading a Playgirl magazine mm-hmm. in the lobby. Like there, it's there's such weird stuff. The the typewriter changes colors. Yeah, after the movie, I've seen something. About um, this. There's a theory that when he's got the red uh, like flannel jacket on, mm-hmm. that that's the book. It's being okay. written, and then when he's got the gray one, that's him actually in real life. Like, there's all kinds of super weird theories yeah, that I've like deep dived into, and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what any of this is. Um, well, you could get lost in this rabbit hole. Yeah. It's super deep. Oh, God, yeah. It's super deep. On and then, one. yeah, my I, I I love when he's in the bathroom with uh, Mr. Grady, and for some reason, Jack Nicholson's tongue refuses to stay in his mouth. <laughs> I know. He's looking at that scene and he's like, Mr. Grady, uh, you killed your whole family. Like, his tongue is just like, the whole time. And it's like, that's acting. That's what that is. So there you go. be acting. That just might be Nicholson, quite honestly. Well, that's the other thing is like, Shelley Duvall was like, was that take okay? No, it was garbage. (laughs) Jack Nicholson's on the other hand, when he's locked in the the dry food refrigerator thingy and he's like, and she's like, I'm going to go call for help. And he's like, I'll go check the radio. And she's like, what did you do? And he just goes, on the, on the door and Kubrick's like perfect nailed it way to go way to go Jack yeah. killed it one take way to go <laughs> let me torture Shelly Duvall oh, I, I gotta go yeah. yeah I gotta go look her dead in the eye and tell her that she's ugly and she'll always be ugly I'll be right back um, so everybody we are at the end of the episode yes, that's uh, it Luna Lynn uh, quickly because you haven't been on in a while yeah. fully gimmicked get your shit in fuck yeah uh, since we are in spooky season um, we had a pretty red Halloween collection up for um, so sale yes uh, for your purchasing pleasure there you go um they're all based on like cool ass horror posters so i actually do have a chucky one yeah, as i said there's definitely yeah. a chucky one um as well as a prom night one yeah oh, i love the prom night one it's yeah. really good um yeah all kinds of cool shit um now is also a great time to start thinking about merch boxes for mm-hmm. christmas for and holiday gifts if you plan on giving a gift to someone make it the gift of red wrestling merch mm-hmm. yeah good stuff yeah, awesome Everybody else got stuff to get get shit to get in. Uh, I did my first pay for play review on Horrible Horrors. Which I, I man, I have not, I saw it go up and I've yet to get a chance to sit down and watch it. I'm pieces down watching from it uh, 1982 could have been on this uh, bracket. Glad it wasn't. Um, <laughs> it was super weird and. Uh, Flixology 101 was the people who paid for it, so they were very happy with it. You know what I'm very excited about? Uh, today on my uh, on my Facebook popped up your review of Halloween Havoc, Halloween 93. Havoc 93, and I'm very excited to sit down and rewatch that again, because that <laughs> definitely is uh, Spin the Wheel, Make the Wheel, yeah, which is a wonderfully horrible match. Yes. Um, bad, bad, bad. Not nearly as bad as the Jake the Snake no. uh, 
Sting one where they forgot to gimmick the wheel, yeah. uh, so it didn't land on something shitty. Oh, um, yeah, so coal miners real bad. Um, no, no, that was not the match you wanted. The other <laughs> films that are coming up in the reviews for the pay for play um, are uh, Terror at Blood Fart Lake. Um, Blood Fart Lake. Yes. Okay, I didn't hear that properly. Okay. Uh, Road to Revenge, and Doctor Sleep. Oh, no. Somebody paid for me to go watch and review Dr. Sleep. So, so you're going to have to go see that in the theater. Yes, I will. How are you going to get the footage to... Most likely illegally. Yes. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Sneak in the camera. Talk about that. So with all like that... Japanese so, yes. uh, As for us, follow at IndyCast, I-N-D-Y-K-A-S-T. Follow Team Hamafest, H-A-M-M-A-F-I-S-T. Follow the WNRN uh, on true. Twitter. We just started up the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Uh, Twitter page that uh, apparently Jesse and I are running, which might be a really bad oh idea boy. to put the two of us jamooks in the, into the running of that. Uh, follow um, Zachary Cooper. Uh, yes. at, uh, I am Zach Cooper. And uh, subscribe, all that other fun stuff. Uh, make sure you're listening to us every week. And uh, we'll have more stuff. If you have somebody you want to hear on the show, uh, do not hesitate to let us know who that could be. Yes. Uh, I've got some great guests lined up, but I'm always interested for more, and 2020 is coming up. So we should do an exploitation bracket. I when mean, would they ever have time to watch it with the kids? Like, go play Switch into the room. i got to watch some real weird shit from the, the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm a stay-at-home mom, so yeah. I have all the time That's to watch true. that kind of right? stuff. But You'll have to host it. Yeah. Right. We'll, that might have to be. Are you kidding? I'll just go. sit down with the kids. Come here, girls. Come <laughs> sit on Daddy's lap. We're, we're learning some weirdness. We're learning some weird stuff. Time to learn, so... Okay, with that being said, yes. I think I think we've wrapped it up for the yes. day, guys. So until next time, everybody, I am always Coculus Maximus. I'm Booby Fat. I'm the spookily aggressive koala. <laughs> I'm still Duchess on Fingerbang. And yeah. until next time, everybody, we always say, Deuces! There is apparently some kind of farm in Mazarki. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. Greetings, everybody. Chad Allen here from the IndyCast. Uh, well, I guess, obviously, they're listening to the show. Uh, here to talk to you about Phil Singer Game. Uh, I know you've probably heard us talk about it uh, before if you're a listener of the episode, but if you're not, Phil Singer Game for over 30 years has been the top wrestling card and dice role-playing style game that's on the market right now. An absolute blast to play uh, if you play the Champions of the Galaxy version, where you can pretend to be one of the many stars from the future and battle them out to legends of uh, today from here on Earth with guys like Andre the Giant and the Road Warriors, or to the most recent independent up-and-comers. You can play any single one of them, or you can even play them against each other. It gives you the chance to have those dream matches you never thought you wanted to see until right this moment. And you can find out all about it on philsingergames.com. There are hundreds of wrestlers to choose from. Tell them the IndyCast sent you. Go to philsingergames.com. I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. <laughs> Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. It's that dirty-ass Meryl Street. We it's are. We're touching wieners. Touching wieners good. professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Mom, save vagina.